lift your voices and just exalt him, worship him, worship him. Lift your hands and just give him praise. Say, Lord, you're worthy in my life, you're worthy. Thank you for being my God, the one that I rest on, the one I can count on. Worship him wherever you're watching from and just say, thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for carrying me. Thank you for holding me. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for being my fortress. Thank you for surrounding me. I worship you. I bless your name. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Oh, Jesus. You know they use me play. Oh, na, na, na. Na, na, na. You know they take me
We salute you, Jesus, in our lives. We salute you. Accept our salute. Accept our worship and accept our praises. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you just shake somebody and say welcome to service? Welcome to service. If you are watching online, I welcome you. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. We serve an awesome God, a beautiful God. Today is such an awesome day. And we are talking about the multiplier effect of relationship. The multiplier effect of what? Relationship. Yes. We are going into mathematics this afternoon. Yes, mathematics. Where are the mathematics lovers? They are not around today. All right, so our God is very interested in mathematics, and that is why in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, I am going to be reading the Living Bible. It says, and God blessed them and told them, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Are you getting it? We are talking this afternoon about what? The multiplier effect of a relationship. God said in his word in Genesis, he said, multiply. What does multiply mean? Hmm? What does it mean to multiply? It means to increase in number. To multiply means what? To increase in number. So when we talk about the multiplier effects, it means the increasing effects, the power to increase, the ability to increase. Do you understand? So when you enter into any relationship, you must understand that the multiplier effect will kick in. Are you understanding what I'm saying? By the time you enter into a relationship, it means that you have agreed with that person. Amen, amen. Do you like me? Yes, I like you. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Will you marry me? Yes, I'll marry you. It's an agreement. And once you agree, <laughs> the Bible says anything you agree as, as concerning here on earth. <laughs> the heavens will hear it. He said these two people are what? Agreed and it shall be established. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, when it comes to multiplication, in the spiritual, it's different from the physical kind of calculation. Calculus physically is different from calculus spiritually. Are you understanding? Addition in the spirit is different from addition in the physical. When you had one plus one physically, is equals to what? But the Bible says one plus one equals to what? It's just that there will be According to the calculation of God, when it comes to addition, there will be an increase. It's still going to be one, but it's going to become an what? An increase. So, by the time you align yourself in addition with somebody else, the one and one is added together and poured together and shaken together. They will become more, but it will still be one. That's why when a man and a woman decide that we want to marry each other, eh? when they are combined with each other, everything that is in one pours into the one that is in the other. 
And what is in the other pours into the one. And it is shaken together and they become another one. A bigger one. A smaller one and another smaller one. It does not equal to two in the spiritual realm. And that's what happens during sex. Sex is supposed to be for after, for you to seal your union after marriage. <laughs> Those of you that are sitting down here that have had sex with several people. Just begin to imagine all the people that you have mixed your life with. <laughs> I know some of you are already scared. You go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Are passed away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before the old things passed away, you have diluted your life with somebody else. Some, some of you, so many people. Mm? Mm? Mm. Super glue. Mom, are you? How many of you were in my super glue service? That day we were talking about super glue. When you have sex, sexual intercourse with somebody, it's like one super glue, one surface that has super glue, and another surface that has what? Super glue. They are attracting each other. Super glue, super glue, super glue. And they come together. Bam! They are what? Glued together. And then they decide, I don't like you. You are not even fine. I thought you are fine. Me. Look at you. You talk too much. You are too short. You are too tall. You are not light enough. You are not for me. I beg, let's go and separate you. Then you begin to tear. Pa? Pa, pa? Pa, pa, pa? By all, <laughs> by all means, you will leave some of yourself with that person. Then, as if you are a fool, you have not learned your lesson. You see another one. Another super glue. You reapply the super glue again. But this time around, it's not just you. Is you with bits and pieces of the other person you join yourself with. Then you go back. And that person coming to now, it's not just her. It's she and some bits and pieces of the person that she's coming from. Or the people, as the case may be. It might not be just the person. Then, <laughs> you apply glue again. And then you hold it together. Mom. Then you look after a few months. I, I know. I don't like him. It's not okay. Eh? I cannot lie, lie. Thank God I've not married him. I only slept with him. Uh -huh. Let us go our separate way. Then you start again. Pa. Pa. Pa, pa, pa. By all means, everything that is on him and the people he has been with and everything that is on you and the people you have been with have already mixed together. Then when you separate, ah, it becomes messy. But where Jesus comes in, he starts. He says, even if you are as red, as crimson, as blood, your sin is like that. Your addition is like that. He said, I will make you as white as snow. I will remove all the impurities. I will remove everything. That's where the blood of Jesus comes in. That's where the power of Christ comes in. You know, it can remove every combination, sort it out, sort it out. Every addition that is not supposed to be in you, it will remove it and it will make you whole again. Hallelujah. But when you now become whole, 
This is where the Holy Spirit becomes angry. You know, they say, don't vex the Holy Spirit. After Jesus have done the picking of the beans that you poured with sand, you know, they say, don't pour sand in my gari. Some of us have poured sand in our gari by ourselves. Jesus sat down, pick it out, separate the gari from the beans, and then you went back. This time, you did not use uh, uh, gari and uh, maybe ordinary sand. You went to sharp sand. And then you went to pour it again. You know, by the time you do it over and over, the Bible says you cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. You get, the grace will be diminishing and diminishing until it's finished. And that's why the Bible also now says, any child that is being corrected that does not heed correction will be destroyed suddenly. The destruction comes at the point where grace finishes. Your grace will not finish in Jesus' name. Your grace will abound in the name of Jesus. And so let us go back to the multiply effect. The multiplier effect. He said to multiply means to increase. And Jesus said to them, subdue, fill the earth. And I was saying that when it comes to calculation, one plus one equals one. Then that makes us to go to one times one. What is one times one? One is supposed to increase. The Bible says one person will chase 1,000. Hmm? Two people can put 10,000 to flight. That means when it comes to one times one, all things being equal, it's supposed to be 10,000. Because one alone represents a thousand. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that means that two is 10,000. That means it's going to raise it up to power. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That is how it works in the spiritual realm. Now, how does this concern me, Lady B? Relationship. You want to go into a relationship and you are one. The person you want to go into a relationship with is zero. Please, can somebody tell me whether you stand on your head or you, you do Jackie Chan style, anything times zero is what? Ah. Even in the spiritual, the moment is better to be an addition, you know, when you are a single person, addition, when you are a single person, person, what applies to you is multiplication. When you are a married person, what applies to you first is addition, then multiplication. Multiplication is something that everybody has ability to enjoy spiritually. Are you understanding? The addition only comes up after marriage or during sex. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So during sex is when the addition or during marriage, after marriage, is when the addition kicks in. But the multiplication is for the general public, everybody. So, even if you are able to strive, strive spiritually, and you yourself becomes 10,000, your alliance matters. The wholeness of your one can be equal to 1,000. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The wholeness. 
But if you align yourself with somebody who is not whole, anybody that is less than one is not whole. Are you understanding? Wholeness starts with what? One. It's got a whole number. Are you understanding mathematics? I don't used to like mathematics, but somehow I don't know how I found myself in this. I believe it's the Holy Spirit that taught me this thing because I don't used to see mass and stay. Hallelujah. One is what? A whole number. And the wholeness of the number is determined by the completeness of the number. If it's 0.99, it's still not a whole number. It's in decimals. 0.1, you have it. 0.2. Some people are 0.2. Some people are 0.1. Some people are 0.3. Some people are 0.2. Some people are comfortable at 0.00001. They will say, Shelly, there's one one at the back. Imagine yourself 1,000. Multiplying yourself with 0.00001. You can imagine that all the zero that you put at the end of you the one that has zero in front of it has cancelled out the zero. You say, eh, she's trying. She's going to church, small, small. You, you are a church boy, spiritual. In terms of spirituality, you are one. You are whole with God. You try to be righteous. You try to be holy. You try to be faithful, you try to be truthful and all that. But she, the only thing she does is try to read a Bible every Sunday. Sometimes she can't even find the Bible. Every other thing, zero. So that means she's point zero 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 one. By the time you that is hundred, one thousand, combine yourself with somebody that is point zero zero in seven places, one. Can they even find your... Can somebody multiply 1,000 by 0.00001? You see that your 1,000 has been reduced to what? Point zero zero. The multiplier effect of relationship cannot be waved aside. Many youths don't look into it. Substance is what determines value. What did I say? Substance is what determines value. If you are carried away by beauty, the Bible says beauty is vain. Beauty is not value. Turn to somebody and say, beauty is not value. Beauty equals vain. Is vain. Substance is what determines value. How valuable is a, a thing is or a person is? It's determined by what the person carries. What do you carry? What do you carry? How do we determine saying a favor you carry? Lady P, I have faith that all things are working together for my good. Okay. By the time your 1,000 is reduced to 0 0.001, 
that is when you will understand that khaki is not leather. The two of them are different. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Khaki and leather. Why? If you soak leather, leather can become soft. If you soak khaki from now to eternity, it remains like that too. It is khaki. It is khaki. It is khaki. Hallelujah. It is not leather. Leather. Hallelujah. The multiplier effect must be the first thing you consider when you are given agreement to work with somebody. The moment you see somebody and you say you like, and it does not work with male-female relationships alone. It also works with business relationships, education partners. You're in school and you're not doing well and all your friends are not doing well. You are shooting yourself in the leg. The wise thing to do as a child of God that wants to depict the glory of God is for you to align yourself with those that are doing well. In business, the people you associate yourself with determines how far you go. You cannot just be there and expect that ah, there are some laws. Laws. It's sometimes it's better for you to stand alone no, than for you to associate yourself with the wrong people. Because if you associate yourself with minus, it will take away from your plus. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Have you seen the combination of 500 plus minus 5 million before? What is going to remain? Is it not better for the 500 to remain alone? Than for minus 5 million to come and join it. So minus million now, 5 million are walking around you. They are walking around. They did not call you. You are the one that called them. When you are jobless, sitting down in front of the house with your 500, see minus 5 million walking around in tight skirts. And you think that's the, that's the next available flight for you. It's going to crash land, though. The flight is not going anywhere. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The multiplier effect is a very serious thing. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 27, verse 17. Proverbs 27, verse 17, New Living Transition. It says, and I read, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. As iron does what? Sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. You have to look for an onus. Not that you are an iron, your friend is a wood. There can be no sharpening. There shall be no sharpening. One will just be cutting the other. Have you seen iron and wood before? What happens? Is it a relationship that is aligned? There will be a lot of cutting away. Because one is sharp, the other is blunt. It's not made for cutting. And after some time, the teeth of the one that is made for cutting will also become blunt. 
It's not going to be a relationship that will be progressive. It's not going to be a relationship that will, that would, uh, 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 produce greatness or results as desired. It's going to be a relationship that will take away from both parties. If it is iron and wood, if it is iron and plastic, if it is iron and balloon. That one is even, even very, very, some of us, we are balloon. You know, when balloon is floating, floating on its own, it can be there. Some balloons can be there for two days. Nothing will happen. Except something sharp touch them. It, it won't last. Are you understanding? You have to understand what you are. What you are. The Bible says a little living, livings the entire lump. And it, 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 it portrays sin in that adage. A little sin in your life can corrupt the entire being. A little sin in your friend that you are associated with. A little sin in that person that you want to date. Look at it very well. Look at, ah, well, where are our priorities? Where, are, where is, what is our vision? Where does she see herself in the next 10 years, 15 years, 5, no, even 2 years? Where is she going? Is she going on my journey? Are we going together? You know when you want to go with somebody, when somebody calls you and says, hey, Brother AZ, let's go to, I'm going somewhere, come and escort me. What is the first thing that you should say if you have time to follow the person? Is it not to ask, where are you going? Yes, another thing is you should ask, what is happening there? But the very first question is, where are you going? Is it not the height of foolishness for you to follow somebody that you don't know where the person is going? He said, my friend, my friend, come, 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 follow me somewhere. And you too, pick your clothes and follow. You need a lesson in wisdom. You know, and when wisdom teaches you a lesson, it's not always palatable. You can lose five teeth. Or six. The old frontal teeth. Yes. You can lose a leg or two. Or a leg and a ham. You can develop a big scar on your face that will tarnish your fine boy for life. And you can lose your life. Just by not asking, where are we going? And by the time that person tells you where he or she is going, it will help you to know whether it's your way. Whether it's where you want to be. Whether it's where you want to go. Whether you're ready to take the risk. You say, I am going to Osho. They say, ah, sorry, my friend. I'm on my way to Songota. Our way is not going the same way. If I follow you to that place, it will take 15 years out of my life. I'm not ready to take that risk. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But some people have gone with their friends unknowingly to their death. Their friend will not die. But that road is the road to death for them. Are you understanding what I am saying? The multiplier effect of relationship is a very critical and strong one. You must look into it 
before you make that commitment, before you commit yourself to your to that cause, to your friend, to your to your to your to your beloved. Or beloved, like we used to say here. Oh, not just saying that I oh, I love you. I love the way you smile. Is it that smile that you will sit down and eat? Is it that smile that will determine how intelligent or that will solve problems? Is it the smell that will put food on the table? Why are you not using the sense that God has given you free of charge to make important decisions in your life? Every one of us, we have it. But we just look away for, we get carried away with things that are not, and you know, like I used to say, when it comes to experience, we would all get it. Is it that you learn by counsel or you learn by experience? By all means, everybody will learn. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even that thing that you think is difficult, you will learn it. That thing you think you cannot do, you will do it. It just now depends on when you have chosen to do it. You can procrastinate the doing to the ninth time of your life when you are not supposed to be working. Or you do it when everybody is working. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You can decide to make important, good decisions for yourself. Or you leave the making of the decision and leave others to make it on your behalf so that you'll come back to make it later. Yes. When you, you will then understand that nobody has the ability to make the decisions for you. You own your life. Nobody else. You are there crying and saying that, oh, my father did not send me to school. That's why I'm not going to school. Eh? Why don't you sit down and see the school that you can send yourself? And plan towards it. Look around yourself. Open your eyes. News flash. Majority of your friends that are doing well sent themselves to school. What excuse do you have? 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 You are a whole number. A whole number. A whole number. You are made to chase a thousand. You've not even started chasing ten. You're complaining. You were made to have the capacity of chasing what? A thousand with the grace of God activated in you. It's not going to be by your power. But you have the capacity. When the capacity is filled by the power of God, ten, a thousand will take flight in front of you. A thousand things. Education, feeding. If, you, if I ask you for what those things that you want to take flight in your life, want those things you want to chase away that are troubling you, that are you know, giving you problems, you can barely count 10 or 15. But the Bible says that you have the ability to give chase to a thousand. A thousand problems. A thousand wants. A thousand challenges. Are you understanding? And then when you paraventure, find somebody that God has ordained for you and you align yourself with that person. The grace to chase 10,000 will come. 10,000 problems. 10,000 challenges. 10,000 weaknesses. 10,000 lack, 10,000 wants. It is grace that commands that. And you know what the Bible says here? The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 32 verse 30. Deuteronomy 32 verse 30. 
It says, how should one chase a thousand? And two, put 10,000 to flight, except their rock had sold them, and the Lord has shut them up. Can you see that it is not going to be by your power? You cannot chase a thousand by yourself, fool. It is God that will give you the grace to do that. So when we give, say that uh, uh, scripture, or when we, the scripture that we used to say, one shall take a thousand, two shall chase, that, this is where it came from. This is where it came from. Are you understanding? It's, it's not possible. The only way it is possible is because God has gone ahead of you to do it for you. God cannot go ahead of you. A one will remain a one without God. The only way a one can become 1,000 uh, or a one can chase 1,000 is when God go ahead and chase them on his behalf. And the only way two can chase, chase 10,000 is when God is in that relationship. I see people going into the relationship and leaving out the most important and crucial thing, which is God. Any relationship that does not have God in it does not have the multiplier effect. What did I say again? Any relationship that does not have God in it does not have the multiplier effect. It's ordinary. And the things that happen in ordinary relationships are those things that will be happening there. The heights that happen to ordinary relationships is the heights that you will see. The problems that affect ordinary relationships are the problems that will face it. The grace that is available for ordinary relationships is the grace they will have. The fight that happens in ordinary relationships is the fight they will have. The separation that happens in ordinary relationship is a separation that they will have. But when God is in the relationship, and let me tell you something, it's not easy to have God in the relationship. Having God in the relationship is not something that just happens like that. It is something that happens as a result of intentional invitation. You know, Jesus said, I am a gentleman. I stand at the door and I knock. Anybody hears me and says, Jesus comes in, come in, I will come in and I will dine with him. You have to intentionally invite and recognize the presence of God first in your life so that you can chase a thousand. Then in the relationship so that two of you can chase ten thousand. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because now, when you recognize God in your life, the multiplier effect first of all happens within you and turns your one and had three zeros to it, to 1,000. Then the person you align yourself with also must be a one that has become a 1,000. Then Jesus steps into it and brings the remaining 8,000. Are you seeing how that works? That is the breakdown of that mathematics according to what Jesus or the word of God has said. The 8,000 belongs to God 
it comes into the relationship with it. The 1,000 is you that have managed to become a one. You are not a minus one. You are not a zero. You are not a 0 0.1. You are not a 0 0.2. You are not a zero. Point, but you have managed to become a one. A whole number. A whole person. Spiritual person. And by the time you become a one, it gives you grace to chase 1,000. And she becomes another one. Or he becomes another one. And receives the grace to chase 1,000. And then Jesus comes in by invitation. Seeing that you have tried. And he brings the 8,000. And that's where the 10,000 are put to flight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is not enough for us to look on the surface and make decisions. Your life is more valuable than how you are trivializing it. Many of us are trivializing the importance of our lives, the greatness of God, the gift of God, the power of God, everything that God has blessed us with. You know, we are not, uh, how do you put it? You know, there's a way you add value to yourself when you make proper use of the little, little things. Maximize. Yeah, that's the word. We're not maximizing the grace that God has made available to us. And like I always say, you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't have. Turn to your neighbor and say, you cannot give what you don't have. If you're watching me online, say to yourself, ah, call yourself Felicia. You cannot give what you don't have. You need to self-reflect first and say, ah, what do I have? What do I have? What do I have? What do I have? What do I have to offer? What do I have to offer my generation? What do I have to offer my world? What do I have to offer my family? What is the benefit that my family is benefiting from me? Me, as I am. You know, I was talking to the teenager, and I think I said it here last week, that the definition of love is what we can do for the people around us. It's how much we can give. It's not how much we can dress up. It's not how much we can gather. First of all, your family must know that you know how to express love. If my son grows up, for instance, and he starts working and earning money in dollars, maybe he's earning $5,000 every month, and he has come to me at the end of the month and bought me a 2,000 Naira wine. You know, I'm not after his money. Everybody knows that I'm not after his money. Yes, you should know I'm not after his money. But he cannot receive a blessing. Like, what is $5,000? What is $5,000? Equivalent in Naira. What is it? Five million Naira. No, 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 let's see. No, because uh, a, 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 a dollar is now almost a thousand. Almost five million Naira on a monthly basis. Three point something. Okay, three point something million on a monthly basis. Or let's just say three million on a monthly basis. 
And he asked, said, Mommy, oh, 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 what well are Mommy, I just love you. I want to thank you for your sacrifices. You've been there for me. Or just, you know, manage this wine. And I, you know there's some wine. How many of you know that there's some wine? That when you pop the, the whatever, the, the cock, nothing happens. No bubbles, nothing. I don't know where they cock it. Somewhere in, uh, maybe it's like, no, don't let me mention places. And when you taste it, it's worse than coke. Coke is good. But, you know, coke is, coke is under naira. It does not even have the, the decency to taste a bit like coke. And it's, so, it's, it's, it's sold for 2,000 naira or something. Do you understand what I'm saying? How can you say you love even those around you and the expression of your love is confusing them? There is confusion as a result of the expression of your love because <laughs> the Bible says, love your neighbor, ask yourself. You know how to enter the boutique eh? and buy expensive clothes and shoes and when you are paired, they know that, oh, it's a big boy, it's a big girl. Your hair is doing like making noise everywhere you go. And your mother, your father. Hmm. Hmm. Repent for the kingdom of God is what is at hand. You can, there's no way you can tell Jesus you love him when the people that are around you, your expression of love is very poor. Your expression of love is, I don't even know how I got into this. But your expression of love is very poor. You are 0.0001 when it comes to expression of love. When it comes to giving, it says, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only begotten. See, this one is not even your own one and only, and you are finding it difficult to give. It's not even your one and only. And for you to give has become a problem for you because of pride, because of greed, because of self, all kinds of things that are not the fruit of the spirits. Can you understand what I'm saying? For you to be a whole person, you have to demonstrate every quality that Jesus did. That's where the wholeness, that's when we become like Jesus. That is when, because Jesus understands the multiplier effect. He will not let anybody come and take away from his shine. Before he associates his shine with you, he must understand that you know what shine is. That's why he will not just come in. Because for you to let him in, you understand what he's coming to do. Are you understanding? He will not badge in. He will not align himself with you just like that. He, he does not behold sin. He doesn't like sin. He will not come and pour his righteousness and his holiness into your own holiness and your own righteousness. He will not come and pour his selflessness into your selfishness that you have refused to change. Are you understanding? He, he will extend his love for you to you from afar. 
It is there for us to take it and draw him closer and draw him to ourselves so that we can become like him and so that he can step in and we can be like him and associate ourselves with him and his glory can rub off on us as we associate ourselves with, you know, the moment you start working with, I remember that when I was very young, I was going to go to secondary school. I left from here, Lagos. You know that? You know how Lagos children used to speak those, thing, those days now? Mini, Mimbo. How many of you are Lagos children? There's a way Lagos children speak. Well, I went from Lagos to schooling in Kwara um, State, Omwaron to be precise. And that's where you hear fa, mumba fa, fa, familiar fa. Ah, Lord, I've forgotten all this, all the terms that they, are that they use. Oku, when they want to greet, you know, when we are going, one of the very funny things that we realized as Lagos students, first going to uh, the school, uh, before we had Lagos bus, because later on we had Lagos bus, I would just take us there and bring us back. But because the first or second time we had to use public transport. And so when we got to, I think, Oro, then we had to take uh, a bus, another bus from Oro to our school. And when we got into the Oro bus, all of us students from Lagos, and we got to Moon Junction, the driver would just park. And the person that wants to alight would come down. And then you will see, whilst one bus, somebody is coming down, there are other people at the bus stop. They always know, because they're a small village, they always know themselves. So somebody will now be at the bus stop, greeting somebody in the bus. And it will go down like this. Oko, only. Oko, only. And then, it can be like that for five minutes. And then, we will be looking at each other and looking at the driver. And the driver will not move. He will just wait and wait for the person to finish greeting. Before he moves. Oko, only. Oko, only. Oku, only, oku. Dear Lord Jesus, you should imagine when we got to school, <laughs> we made it a for everywhere we go. Oku, only, oku. Oku, You know, as children, I were in secondary school, JSS1, because I was one of the first, uh, the pioneers of the school. So we're all in JSS1. There were no seniors when I got my own school. So, Everybody was like, it was a very funny. So we would do that and laugh and fall down. Then we'll go to somebody. <laughs> we did it from that place to Lagos. And we didn't know when we also started speaking like Umaron people. Because that's where we spent like nine months out of a year. So you could imagine by the time I was leaving the secondary school, I was no longer speaking like a Lagos girl. Before they could take far from my mouth in the house. Oh. <laughs> it was a very, very far thing. Hallelujah. And it's basically because of association. Because we were forced to associate with the indigents. Many of the people that were in the school were from maybe Ilori, Oro, or Fa, Umaro. You understand? They were indigents. And we Lagos students were very few. Just one bus for Lagos students. And in fact, they named us Lagos students. For you to know. So we're not so many. We're few. And so by the time, you will not, by the time we're in GSS3, nobody could tell Lagos students from Omaron students anymore. Everybody was speaking far. 
Hallelujah. So when you associate with somebody, before you know it, you will start speaking like a person. You will see yourself start acting like a person. You will see yourself speaking the terms or the spoken slangs that the person also uses. And that's why also, it is also, the, and when you see, when it comes to also songs, association can also be by your favorite artists. You will see yourself also speaking like they are speaking. Picking the slangs from their songs and saying it. Even though it's bad. Even though you will see the lyrics of a song. Sometimes when you write it down, you're like, what? What is this? Very vulgar. Very abusive. Talking to their fathers and their grandfathers in such a way that you'll be wondering. But people are singing it and dancing. Without minding. And before long, you'll see yourself also using, borrowing such words as they're using because you listen to it over and over and over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Association is key. Association is important. Be very careful who you associate with, who you align yourself with, who you decide that this is the person I want to journey with because at the end of the day, it determines how far you will go forward or backward. Stop considering the fact or stop just um, assuming that every association or every relationship will take you forward. Not every relationship will take you forward. The weaknesses of the person you are going into a relationship with will determine how, far, how, how backward you can go. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The weaknesses. If this person is a very hungry person, like it's only you that is gentle with. One day is one day. Sinner man, go die. You know, go fit, come back to repent again. You know the song. One day, it will be your turn to shine under the anger. Say, ah, he loves me. He loves me so much, you know. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't use harsh words with me because I'm his beloved. You know, he loves me. He doesn't, it's only that with people around sometimes when he gets angry, I, I can calm him down. Oh. 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 You can calm him down. You can calm him down. The day he's angry with you, who will calm him down? You look around. And it doesn't listen to anybody. It doesn't have any role model. It doesn't have anybody he submits to. And you say, hey, because he's a man, men are proud. He's an African man. He's supposed to be, yeah, he's supposed to be independent. Not always yeah, running to somebody to always seek advice and all. You know, I've come across women, wives, that are hungry that their husband has somebody they submit to. And it always happens in the early years of the marriage, maybe the first year. Because there are some ladies that want, and it's, it's a shady thing. They want full control. Like, don't, don't talk. I'm not saying that you should be the one in your relationship that talks about everything that happens in the relationship. But you should have an accountability partner, somebody that can hold you accountable. Somebody you can run your decisions by before you make it sometimes. Because if that thing is not present, 
you will fall into the pit that other people have fallen into. Because nobody to tell you that there's a pit there. You can't see it ahead. It's blurry. It's not clear. But there's a pit there. Don't take that next step. It's a pit. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But I've met ladies that at the early part of their marriage, they say, oh, no, I don't know. Anything smutty is asking this person. Any smutting is running by this person. You can't take decision by yourself. You're just a, a weak man. You're just, ah. Then you know what happens? After some time, you will be the same person to come back. Eh, he's doing this. They can report. Shempi, Abi, were you not the one that said that he's weak? He can't take decision. Now he's taking decision. You are still reporting. He's strong. He's taking decision left, right, and center without uh, informing anybody. Then you say the weight of decision want to kill you. Ha. Which way to go? Which way to go? <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? Which way? No accountability partner. He doesn't have anybody he submits to. He's a weakness. It's not a strength. It's not a strength. Because if he's going the wrong way, also, there will be nobody to pull him back. If he's maltreating you, there will be nobody to stop him. If he's talking down on you, there will be nobody to stop him. If you are going the wrong way, there will be nobody to stop you. Because it takes humility to submit to somebody and allow the person to run through the decisions that you want to make. Hallelujah, somebody. I remember that when my mother in the Lord died some years back, I, I, I've, I've not lost anybody that is so close to me. She's the first. We used to go together everywhere for ministrations. She would take me along, you know. When Reverend was saying today that, you know, rarely have you seen any child who, has, who the mother has not said, come and scratch my back. I remembered her because on one occasion like that she came to me. Come and do my bra for me. Come and help me to adjust my, this, you know. It was to that level. She was my mother in the Lord, but she was just like a mother. She fought for me. You know, when you have a mother, you will know, and you're a married woman, you will know the essence of a mother. Because your husband can harass you, yeah? And when you're talking, you say, ah, can't you see everything on your ground? But when you have a mother that can fight, you say, come, 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 come here. This is how we are going to do it. This is how it's going to be done. You understand what I'm saying? Now, you will do this and this for this, this my daughter. After you have done it, then you, hey, mommy, I calm down. I'll be coming down. Now you're shouting. Ah, I'm shouting. I'm shouting. Then you be there. You, the daughter. Ash Kukuma did not talk. I did not. Eh? When you get back home, oh, so you went to report me. Eh? Me. I don't say anything, no. Eh? We're not, we were just, you say, ah, we were just discussing there now, and the matter just came up. I not say ah no, I say I know you. I know. <laughs> then you're like when he goes like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you will shall do it. If you don't do it, they say I should talk. I will talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when I got married, I didn't know that there was something they call monthly allowance for housekeeping, because I got married with the mentality that everybody to your post, oh Israel, do your thing. I do my thing. Have your money, 
I have my money. Don't ask me. I don't ask you. Let everybody do what? Be on their lane. When it comes, because I just, I was so proud. It was that I knew it was pride. That I will not. Uh -uh. What do you have? It's not two ants. I can work too. It's not sense. I have sense too. Both of us, let us be working and be bringing money into this house. I will do my thing. Do your thing. If you want me to do for you, you tell me how it's going to be. Hallelujah. And so, after some time, when I could not walk, you know, there is night comments when no man can walk. Yeah. After I got pregnant, I had to leave my job. I had to, a whole lot of things. Then the seniors of life came in. Then I understood. But even at that time, I didn't know that you are entitled or you could get monthly allowance from your husband. Do you understand? So, I just, so maybe if you want to cook and something and I don't have, most times I will just keep quiet. Then you'll come, ah, ah. No food, I said, ah, no money. Then it's until then he will maybe give something. But he, because from the beginning, I didn't have the initiative of asking from him. He also did not have the initiative of giving. Do you get what the, where the challenge is? So after some years in marriage, I was, we were at one program, and my mother in the Lord now was saying, ah, okay, we are talking about this. So uh, your monthly allowance from the house, this is how you're going to do it. You collect some, you take, I said, which monthly allowance? He said, you don't have monthly allowance. I say, from where? <laughs> I say, from your husband. I said, eh, how does that work? <laughs> you should know. He because she was first the mother in the Lord for my husband. It was my husband that introduced me to her. But she now took me closer. She called my husband by his first name. Eh, how come there is no monthly allowance? Hey! So, you mean you have not been giving her monthly allowance from today? Please, 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 please. So, there's monthly allowance? Hey! Every month, you must be giving her so, 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 and so. So, 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 and so. Because it has to cover this. It has to cover this. I say, eh? So, there's a life like this. Ah, I didn't know since all these days. That I've just been keeping quiet. Oh, God, God, why? I could not ask. Can we backdate and collect the one that? <laughs> but, you know, that was how, you know, I started, you know, getting uh, the money allowance, which I, I, I really did not know existed until. How did I get into all this? Can somebody remind me? Because I know I've gone far. Hallelujah. I can't remember how I got into all this. Pardon? Okay. Yes. And so, okay, I was talking about the, the people that had weaknesses and they feel that, okay, don't submit to this person. Okay, so I was talking about how submitting to somebody can help you, you understand, to correct some certain things in your life and help you to, to be strong in other areas of your life. But you need humility. You need to bow down. If you don't bow, you will not be lifted up. Hallelujah. And you have to consider the weaknesses in the life of that person you want to align yourself with. How big is the weakness? How far or how hot is the hunger? How weak is the person? Is the person just weak or pure lazy? Do you understand what I'm saying? How lazy is our laziness? What's the degree of the laziness? 
Or how lazy is his laziness? Does he eat and just drop the plate there? And he finds it difficult to even stand up to take the plate to the kitchen. Anybody that cannot take the plate to the kitchen cannot wash it too. Ha. And you want, because God has called women as help meets. Women, are you here? Ladies. Help me. You're supposed to help. What he's doing, you help him with. That means he has to be washing the plates. You help him with the plates. He has to be sweeping the floor. You help him with the floor. He has to be washing the clothes. You help him with the But if you marry somebody who is not doing anything, you will be the inventor of the work. The author and the finisher. Meanwhile, God created the men first so that they can author the work. And you can come and finish it. Because when the children now come, that's when you become Oloyun, Okmomo. The load will be too much. Overload. You will be pregnant. You will have a baby on your back. And you'll be cooking in the kitchen, washing the plate, washing the clothes. Have you seen people, ladies, that are, they have babies on their back, they are pregnant, and they have a big bath of water on their head? In the morning, fetching water. Hey. But it did not start then. It started when the agreement was made. When the agreement that I want to go my life with you, I want to do life with you, I want to align my, that's when it started. You open, see, may your love not be blind in Jesus' name. Every blind love in this place receives sights. The God of miracles gives you sight in the name of Jesus. Hi. You say love is blind. That's why you did not see that this person you want to love is heading into the canal. See, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you have PhD or master's. If you enter the wrong ride, you will follow the ride to where the ride is going. Regardless of your qualification, I've seen people that have brilliant qualifications, but the wrong alignment has made them, instead of going forward, they keep going backward. They keep going. No matter how long you go in the wrong lane, it doesn't take you closer to your success or your destination. Hallelujah, somebody. Open your eyes and look for the weaknesses in the life of, first of all, analyze yourself. What are my own weaknesses? I like to sleep a lot. How can I reduce this sleep? It's affecting me and my progress. I like to eat a lot. Anywhere I smell food, I follow like an e-goat. I need to stop. I need to stop. It's not good to be glutonous. Look for scriptures about people that are glutonous in the book of Proverbs and see what gluttony will end in. Write it somewhere and paste it on your walls. And every time you smell food, you look to those scriptures and say, see your hand. Oh, oh Felicia, look at your hand. Yeah, oh, you want to follow that smell of that food again. They will not open kula beside you. you. You'll be stretching your neck. 
Talk to yourself first before you start abusing other people. Learn to abuse yourself. Long throats. You are stretching your neck again into somebody else's cooler. You will not behave yourself and sit down like somebody whose head is normal. Look at it. See what the scripture is saying concerning you. You are going to end up in poverty. Poverty. You want to be poor and you like good, good things. You like good, good things. When you wear fake earrings, it's chopping your hair. You like gold. You are supposed to be wearing gold. But this blue toning, this long throat that you carry can never lead you to riches. Be following people's food up and down. Very soon, you'll be sleeping with people up and down because of that same food and money. 500 naira, you have gone. You will sell your destiny. If you don't learn to talk to yourself, you don't have any right to talk to somebody else. What kind of hard talk have you had with yourself to overcome your weaknesses? To become a whole self? Before, you see, the Bible says you have a big log in your own eyes. Then you want to blow away the speck in somebody else's eyes. Is that not hypocrisy? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? First of all, look at yourself. And look at the weaknesses. I've heard people that say that, eh, I know that I have a whole lot. What about, what are you doing about those things that are in your hands? Drop them. Then drop them so that your hand can be free. You refuse to drop it. You hold on to it. You are looking for somebody that will manage all those things that you are packed on your chest. All your all your You want somebody that will come and bear it. And you pack it like a load and put it on somebody else's head. Ah! It's just pure wickedness. Why don't you work on those excesses? Why don't you work on those things so that you can become a whole number? And when you have to now multiply yourself with somebody else, you will not take away from that person. Why do you think you have the right to be looking for a whole number when you are in the negative? When you are a decimal? You are a decimal? and you want to multiply yourself with a whole number, it's wickedness because you will take away from that person. You will reduce that person from a whole number to a decimal like yourself. Excesses that we refuse to drop, excesses that we refuse to stop, makes us a, remain a decimal. Makes us remain in the negative of numbers. And those things do not automatically become additions. It takes away, not only from us, but from everybody we try to multiply ourselves with. Hallelujah. So it is high time you look at those things that are wrong with you and find a way to fix it. It will give you a moral standing. To identify those things that are wrong with the other people and help them to fix it just as you have been able to fix yourself. Stop saying, oh, she, she's lazy. Oh, she, she's always hungry. Oh, she's not respectful. You too, you are lazy. You like food too much, more than any other person in your family. You don't like to work. You talk without thinking. You have a whole lot of issues. It's too much. You're not doing anything to resolve those things. 
everybody is telling you, you have a bad attitude. You have a bad attitude. They've been telling you for the past five years. Why is it taking you so long to change? You have a bad attitude. You have a bad attitude. And the Bible says a child that they are correcting that stiffens his neck will be destroyed suddenly. You want to marry a whole number. Then you decide that I must remain a decimal. Because I'm a decimal, I will be a decimal. I will continue to be a decimal. Anybody that wants to marry me, should marry me like that. Oh. Don't just pray that my children are not grown and you have come to propose to any of them. Because I will tell you the story of your life. We in this in our family, we used to inherit bad attitude. Yeah? You know, bad attitude is an inheritance. All of us, we don't have uh, we don't have we don't know how to talk in our, in our family. That's how we are. We don't know how to talk. We talk anyhow. But you don't like it when people talk to you anyhow. So you are claiming that. Because have you met people like that? Have you seen people that what they give, most of the time they don't like to take it? Bad things that they give out, they don't like to take it. Have you met cunning people? People that want to trick you. They will just give you a picture like they are doing some certain stuff. Those are the most terrible people I, I even don't like. They will give you an impression that I'm good. Or an impression that I'm doing it. Or an impression that I'm very hardworking. I'm there. But when you dig deep, nothing. Empty barrel. But the barrel is looking beautiful. Garnished, covered, as if there's water in it. You open it up and you see nothing. They, will even, they even carry the barrel as if, hey, my neck is going inside. Hey, to deceive every other person. Bad attitude. Correct it within yourself. Then you will have the ability to look at other people and begin to help them. And you understand, you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't have. If you want the multiplier effect in your relationship, the one that will help you convert your one to 1,000 and your two to 10,000, you have to work on yourself. It's from within. You have to allow the grace of God to align with you. The grace of God does not align with people with bad attitude or with sinful nature and all those things. You have to become a old man that Jesus himself can recognize, that Jesus can be proud of and show off and say, this is my friend. This is a friend of God. This is a friend of God. This is somebody that goes with God. This is somebody that understands the mind of God. This is somebody that does the things that God has said he should do. This is somebody I can talk to that understands me, that knows why I do what I do. This, this is where we should get to. So that the multiplier effects of the grace of God can be activated in our lives. I don't want you to forget this scripture that says that how should one chase a thousand? And two put ten thousand to fly. That's Deuteronomy 32 verse 30. Except their rock has sold them and the Lord has shut them up. It is grace that causes the multiplier effect. It is the power of God and the presence of God that activates the multiplier effect in any relationship. And we are not talking about maybe marital relationships alone, but even business relationships, financial relationships, normal friendship, every kind of relationship. It is the grace of God, the presence of God that brings in the multiplier effect. And today I want you to seek it. I want you to rise to your feet.
If you are here, you've not given your life to Christ, let's start from there. Place your hand on your chest and just say, Father, help me. I want to be aligned with you. Today, I surrender my life to you. Come into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. If you're watching me online, wherever you're watching from, it's time for you to align yourself with Christ. It's time for you to call upon him. He has promised to answer. Say, Father, I know you created me. I've come to you. I want to align myself with you. I want to be like you. I know you died on, for me on the cross of Calvary. Today, I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my life. Be my God. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me of all my filthiness, my sins, everything that you consider filth. Wash, wash them away from my life. Let me be clean and white as snow before you. Help me to live the kind of life that you have prepared for me. Give me the grace not to return back into my old ways. I'm new. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. From today, I'm born again. Declare it, declare it, declare it. Declare you are born again. Declare you are born again. My name is written in the book of life from today. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Now I want you to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, step into my life. Step into my life. Step into my life. In the name of Jesus, everything that is harassing me, everything that is harassing me, according to your word, you say one can put a thousand to, to chase. Lord, step into my life and shut up everything that is harassing me. In the name of Jesus, lift your voices and pray. Every form of adversity that is harassing me in the name of Jesus, in any aspect of my life, financially, physically, educationally, emotionally, Lord, shut them up. Step into my life, the affairs of my life, and shut them up completely. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you are my rock, you are my rock, you are my rock. In the name of Jesus, let all that is chasing me be sold out. Let them take flee, let them take flee. Away from me, in the name of Jesus. Give me grace, abundant grace, abundant grace, abundant grace, abundant grace, abundant grace, abundant grace. Let it be available to me to be what you have created me to be. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, to exhibit, to exhibit, to exhibit what you have created me to be. In the name of Jesus, help me. Give me the grace to maximize your grace in my life. I worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. Now you're going to lift your hands to the Almighty God. Father, I pray for your children this afternoon. I pray that the Lord gives you the grace. The multiplier grace is activated in your life in the name of Jesus. In your relationship, every relationship that will take you backward, the Lord revealed them to you and gives you the grace to break them in the name of Jesus. Everyone that will take you forward, that you have ignored, the Lord gives you the grace to see them and align yourself with them in the name of Jesus. You will not make the wrong choices. The grace of the Lord will be abundant in your life. Thank you, Almighty. In Jesus' name we are free. Can you put your hands together for the Lord Jesus? <laughs>